Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and back with me a little earlier than expected on a nice Tuesday afternoon. Feels like a Monday. We were just talking about that off mic is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's up, man? Not much. I know it really does feel like a Monday. I don't know. I don't know why I was I've been. I changed the oil in my truck. I've run a bunch of errands, been working in the other garage. Um, my wife wants to put up Christmas decorations and stuff. So I'm trying to sort through all that shit after having gone to gone to uh, Michigan over the weekend and went to the Michigan Purdue game. So I'm a little, little, uh, my routine is kind of off. And so I was, I was walking back over from, uh, from the house and I was like, Oh shit! It's Tuesday. If we're doing an episode, we got to like get going because I got to pick up kids and shit today. Yeah, how was the football game? You have a good time. Oh my gosh, it's I, I'm not even a Michigan fan at all, and it's hard to sit there in like with all of those fans as they get excited about the game and like people are high fiving and stuff, and like it's hard to not like get involved and high five and and kind of get pumped even even for as much as I dislike Michigan. Like just being there in that environment was really cool. I also got some pretty good videos of. Uh, so their band is massive. Like they bust the band in on band in on like seven big ass tour buses, like just bust them across campus to the to the stadium. It was amazing. And my daughter does marching band stuff. So so I got some videos for her of the marching band and the stuff that they were doing. It, so it was really cool. It was the experience and everything in the stadium is like I, having gone to a a Colts game recently and like a St. Louis uh, Cardinals baseball game and different stuff. The atmosphere and the environment of being at a college town for a college football game. There's just there's nothing like that. It's it's amazing. Yeah, some good energy. It's been so long since I've experienced that. Like I, I never I don't think I, I maybe went to one half of one football game in college. Um, but I went to like a lot of Northwestern games as a I was kid. Say, where'd you go? Did y'all even have a football team? <laughs> yeah no i was at uh james madison dude they won the they won the championship one year i don't i think it was either like right before i graduated or right after but yeah i just i just didn't really it wasn't like a big thing while i was there even though they were like a decent team and uh yeah just uh i don't know I, have you been to like any like alumni things uh, i I used to get invited to alumni things at at Murray, and it was always it was always about fundraising more so than actually like stuff for the alumni. And I had a fraternity brother who was um, who was on the alumni association that was like in charge of making the phone calls, and he just took my name off the list so I wouldn't keep getting hassled for money. <laughs> There's just no chance I would give a school any. More than I've already given them for a worthless degree. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, no, I don't care. If I become a billionaire over the next couple of years somehow, I wouldn't give a fucking school that I went to a dime. Just would never happen. It would never even cross my mind to donate to a fucking university. I don't understand that impulse. <laughs> like maybe my high school, because it's so rural and so small and they are definitely underfunded like I, I could see giving to that yeah definitely not to university with the way that their the way tuitions are and their their profit margins are just so inflated why who's who's wasting money giving giving money back to the university like that's so dumb i don't know 
Um, a lot of people, though, I mean, the endowments that some of these schools have are enormous. And that's one of the one of the arguments a lot of people make for canceling student debt is like the the university should just pay for it out of their endowments. I don't think there's enough in their endowments, but they could put a dent in it, I suppose. Anyway, um, I think they're really here. Yeah, I got I think they've got to use that for the football coach. They're not allowed to actually use that on students. <laughs> yeah. Football coach has to make like four million a year or something. Like what do college coaches make now? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah something like that. Well, all right. So you uh you lost an hour this weekend. Everybody else in the US did as well. I didn't. I'm just now back on central time, which feels pretty good. Not I like not changing the clocks. I gotta say, this is the first year uh Mexico has done it. And it's kind of, I mean, it sucked for a while being two hours behind New York just because I'm in the markets every day now. But uh, other than that, it's pretty great not having to worry about it, not losing that hour. My days feel longer now because I do stuff on central time usually. And I'm like, oh, now instead of it doing it at 1.30, I mean, of course, we're doing it at 1.30 today anyway, just to fuck with me because I thought I had till 2.30. <laughs> But uh, yeah, other than that, it's just been sort of business as usual down here. What do we got uh, on the dot? What do you want to start with today? I mean, we should probably hit the the big story right off the top and and get that out of the way. The the trans shooter manifesto from Nashville. I also yeah, saw the, it, the uh, transifesto or so. What are they calling it? <laughs> yeah, the transifesto. I also saw the. Uh, like two police officers in Nashville are getting fired over this getting leaked. Apparently they like, uh, yeah, I saw, yeah, I think, well, I saw like Candace Owen posted something about that. I don't know if that's where you saw it as well, but I guess they sold the, they sold it or one of them was uh, allegedly sold this manifesto, which is how it got leaked. I guess. I mean, it is a little ridiculous. I mean, like, it's become a meme now. Everything's just becoming a meme and it, like a, just a running joke. Like every time one of these mass shooters doesn't fit the narrative of like, you know, crazy right wing lone gunman, racist, whatever, kills a bunch of people. Those those manifestos, they come out immediately, like same day. Here it is. And then we get this um, trans is uh, a trans woman or a trans man? I don't even remember. I don't remember exactly how that works. It's a female who's uh, LARPing as a man. to be a male. Yeah, whatever that is. Okay, I think that's trans male. Okay. Yeah, I don't we'll know. Don't, don't hold me. <laughs> this shit is just so ridiculous. I'm not going to waste my goddamn uh, limited brain power trying to figure out what what ridiculous thing they're coming up with now. But... So this manifest, everyone's been like, when are we going to get to see this manifesto? When are we going to get to see this one? And I guess Steven Crowder broke this story. Like a news slash comedian on YouTube. <laughs> uh, gets oh, his hands on the manifesto. A couple pages of it. I, I, you know, I don't know how, how many pages did they actually release? It was three pages is what I had seen. They've got. Oh, where did it go? So it, here's a part of it. It says, uh, kill those kids, those crackers, going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. Fuck you, little shits. I wish to shoot you weak-ass dicks with your mop yellow hair. Want to kill all you little crackers, bunch of little faggots with your white privilege. Fuck you, faggots. It's nice that he's dropping some hard Fs in there. I know, right? Calls them crackers and faggots. I'm, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, no wonder they didn't want this released because the the trans community is all about peace and love, and they just want to get along. They definitely wouldn't say anything racist or anything <clears throat> bigoted or or like homophobic, like faggot. That's that would never that would never come from a a trans no. person. Yeah, of course not. No. No F-bombs from, from the trans community. Again, all of these shooters, I mean, 
we can we can talk about the the sort of mental illness that we think they all suffer from from and whether or not it's related to these SSRIs that they're they're taking or whether or not it's just that's sort of like a correlation causation thing but they're clearly just un- like this guy's just jealous and unhappy it sounds like oh, fuck like he's not winning in life or she's not winning in life which is pro- probably why she tried to change sides thinking that was going to fix something it didn't and she was still miserable even you know buying into all this ridiculous propaganda telling you that you're the reason you're unhappy is because you're trapped in a man's body or, or a woman's body and you're an actually actually a man or something like that but yeah it's just that ah, like i'm just fucking kind of jealous of these rich kids <laughs> and their white privilege we, again by the way that's conditioned into pe- that's taught in schools white privilege so what what responsibility do these schools have for creating these shooters um at least the ones that are uh just beside themselves about all this white privilege that that people have i really i really want to know what we've got to do to get the rest of it released because so let me pull it back up right quick what you can yeah. see here at the at the top is a page from the day of and it's it says death day today is the day the day has finally come i can't believe it's here uh uh i don't know how i was able to get this far but here i am i'm a little nervous but excited too been excited for the past two weeks there were several times i could have been caught especially back in the summer of 2021 none of that matters now i'm almost an hour and seven minutes away like so this kid was chronicling the day which is very reminiscent of the Uvalde shooter who was sending like almost minute by minute updates to somebody via Facebook Messenger, which they never they never gave an update of who like they interviewed everybody that had ever met this kid. And within like 48 hours, but somehow the person who he was sending updates to play-by-play updates to on facebook messenger that never got revealed and then that got scrubbed completely as if it didn't exist like they talked about it and then they just stopped talking about it like it feels a lot like that like how how in-depth does this journal go of cataloging like the day of like what else is in this manifesto like where she got the guns when she got the guns who gave her the money for the guns you know like yeah it would be it does drive it drives you crazy because it's just like well why are they only releasing these two or three pages you know uh who knows what's on the other pages if he's he could say something you know the exact opposite of i want to kill all these cracker faggots (laughs) but this this thing that i almost got caught several times there's another interesting little tidbit in here. Maybe and that could be the rationale for why they don't want to release it because it just, again, it plays into the whole, the meme. Oh, he was on our radar. <laughs> Say the line, Bart. Right. So maybe well, that. Go ahead. And, and she, she, she was on their radar. Like it, it was announced at some point uh, following the shooter that the shooting that, they had had reports that this person was problematic and had even met with met with her at some point. Like, so arguably they knew like you just have to wonder how because this is a this is a notebook like this is a journal, a diary. This isn't just some like this isn't like the uh, the manifesto of some of these other young shooters that it's a one page, you know, this is why I'm doing this. Like this looks to be a a journal that has been cataloging what's been going on probably for some time. So yeah. uh, if I feel like there's a lot more to this and the, and that's probably also the major reason why it has been buried the way it has been for so long, because there's probably a lot in here that details a lot of what's going on over the last two years or so that, you know, how we got to this point with this kid and it's probably incriminating shit i would think so otherwise yeah why wouldn't they release it (laughs) 
It's just you go back to that question. I just miss the days of like <laughs> like this kid's parents or whatever. How old was he? Was she? One twenty one, twenty two, like not okay. Was he still living at home? I think so, actually. Because like you, you know, it's like oh, back in my day, it was like kids hid like playboys under their bed. <laughs> the parents would find those. Do you imagine you find this fucking journal under your kid's mattress or something? Yeah, for real. Well, and maybe that's what they maybe that's what the kids talking about was uh, almost getting caught was. Like hiding guns in the house and stuff from a with some you know pussy parents that are yeah, anti again it's just so weird that like I just remember so many kids getting busted like every time they tried to hide like beers like alcohol you know stuff like that for parties like the parents would find it and it's just I don't know like how these parents are so goddamn derelict in their duties. Or you got you're clearly raising a fucking lunatic. And it's just I, I don't know how many more signs you need other than the, the trans thing to begin with. Do and just parents how unhappy like, they are. Do parents not like regularly toss yourself from time to time anymore? And like, you know, you might have your parents might come through and just drag everything out of your closet and be like, all right, well, you hiding. And like just to make sure, you know, keep you honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like a prison, just toss the fucking cell every once in a while. When my son got busted with vapes last year, I'd, I'd do that about once every once every other week or so. Like I would just go in, flip his mattress, open up all of his drawers, dump everything out, be like, "All right, you hiding anything? Where is it?" And, and then here. after you, and then after you get done, be like, "All right, now you got an hour to clean it up." And, you know, like do parents not do this shit anymore? Like. Is that is that considered like child abuse or bullying or something like fuck that? I'm I'm very pro bullying, obviously, but like, it, like, be an adult, be a parent to your kids. Don't let them be doing dumb shit like this, especially if they're under your roof. Like once you move out, do whatever the fuck you want. But as as long as you're under my roof, I don't give a shit if you're 25 years old. You're you're gonna you're going to behave the way that I say that you're going to, and you're not gonna like be doing dumb shit. So if you if you want to do dumb shit move your happy ass out yeah and just i don't know i i can't imagine having raising a kid that would be capable of that but then also just like not knowing like just being oblivious to the fact that they were capable of it and that they actually did it and i mean yeah, there, there's so many warning signs that like even people that don't live under the same roof with this person can see it i i can't be i can't imagine being that blind i mean i get it it's like your kid so like you kind of have a blind spot for that, but it's like, Jesus Christ, dude, you're raising a fucking serial killer and you don't realize it. I think it I think it comes back to like. This modern era of parenting, you have a combination of the like helicopter slash bulldozer slash absentee parent, like they send their kids off to school and expect the the school to raise them and do everything for them. But then they also like stay close by hover over them. And if they see anything that might present some sort of a challenge or an obstacle to the kid, then they drop in bulldoze that out of the way and then, and then pull back out and, and leave again. It's like, so, so kids never get challenged. They never get, they never get actual like love or attention. They just, they just get, they get the path cleared for them to, do whatever they want, but never actually have any and never have any accountability for their choices, never have any responsibility in their life. Like it's this, the, the modern state of parenting is a sad fucking affair. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Well, and then they just, they have no idea how to deal with failure. So they get into the real world around, you know, early twenties or something, you kind of get smacked with reality. Mommy can't save you anymore. And I don't know. It just seems to bear it on the few pages that we've seen. It's like, oh, this kid's just fucking angry that everybody else is doing a lot better than him. And he doesn't right. know how to deal with his emotions. So. I don't know, but it is a little a little concerning that they're only going to show us. Are, are we going to get are they going to slow play this and keep releasing more pages? Do they have more pages or this is just this is it? I I mean, they've got the whole uh 
oh no no i don't think anybody that's going to actually release it has the whole thing uh and it's it seems like with the firings that are going to happen i would assume they're now going to double down on burying this fucking thing forever like uh, we're we'll we'll never hear us or we'll never hear a peep of this thing even existing again after this i would imagine yeah that's just such bullshit dude and i guess it's I mean, it's something that you can get through like a FOIA request. I actually can't, even though it's like the uh, cops are technically the government, and they're just high. They're just keeping this under wraps. I wonder how a FOIA request would work in something like this. It because it's not an active investigation, right? Like so. I wonder. I might look into that. I wonder if I could put in a FOIA request and get get access to this. Shit. Yeah. My God, if I get copies of this fucking manifesto, we're we're getting nuked off of every uh, fucking social media platform on the internet. Yeah. Oh well, I heard. So I heard YouTube like took down the the story or the initial um Crowder video or whatever. Yeah, YouTube took down Crowder's video where he was going through the three pages, and Facebook is also currently censoring anything. Uh, that has to do with the these three pages of the manifesto. So, so yeah, if you're if you're wanting to share it, um, as of right now, Twitter and Rumble are, or X and Rumble are the only places you can do it. Yeah, Dude, fuck you too. And this has been conf- like this is the real manifesto, right? This yes. has been confirmed. Yes. Yeah. So. Dude, yeah, fucking YouTube. It, it's such bullshit. <laughs> it's such bullshit. Um, Rumble is does seem to be sort of the last, and and Twitter, like you said, like the last places that you can actually just uh, say the say the truth, post the truth, at least as you see fit, as you see it, and you don't I'm really have to work. Go ahead. I'm kind of wondering how long. So, you know. Elon Musk has said that he wants to turn Twitter into kind of the or X now into kind of the end all be all of social media platforms like it's he wants it to be video podcasting. You've got the spaces. um, You've got Tucker's Tucker's videos that go up on X. Um, He's also it's got his own AI that just released sometime here recently, not long ago. I how long before before Elon puts together some sort of a formal partnership with Rumble and merges that platform to to actually like really do the to really do the video side of it right cuz I don't dislike watching videos on Twitter it's just not good <laughs> and uh like, I'm I'm wondering how how long it is, it'll be before he goes full, like full on. Let's take down YouTube and really push the video thing. Because I think, yeah, that, I, like, I think that's something that could be done. Like if if done right through the right platform and with the right backing, I think YouTube could legitimately be challenged. But it would have to come from somebody like an Elon or like an Elon and a Bezos pairing up to take. Twitter, Rumble, and Amazon Prime and bundle it into a like a streaming service type of a video platform thing. Yeah, well, and Rumble has like a bunch of big names on there now. Yeah. There's like a lot of big content creators on Rumble and only on Rumble. The stock has been taking a beating. I just pulled it up. It's under $5 a share now. I've seen some things on that that the uh, the stock is getting is, is getting pushed down by some of the uh, like Alphabet and some of the others like they're uh, they're manipulating the stock to try to to hurt Rumble because it is posing a legitimate threat. That uh, that wouldn't surprise me. They have they have missed earnings by quite a bit the last. Uh last two quarters so i don't know but um yeah i mean if if they did get a deal going with twitter that would probably give the uh stock a nice bump there 
it's um yeah i don't know i i don't really use rumble i mean i see people are like yeah check this out on rumble and sometimes i will to, if they post like the link but it's not like something that i go to all the time so i think yeah if it was like something in your twitter feed that you just click on that would that would work for me i, I can't do all these platforms i'm just i'm overwhelmed can't fucking handle it, man. <laughs> I can't do another login. I can't do another thing. Uh, I I still I mean, there's a lot of good content on YouTube that's just not related to like new like nothing political or news worth. Like I don't really watch any uh, news podcasts or things like that on on uh, on YouTube. The the stuff I do, you know, there's like good food stuff and shit like that uh on youtube that i enjoy so i don't know maybe i could just stay like that just, <laughs> just cooking shows and and whatever i guess there's like uh there's some good there's good trading content out there too if you're looking for some of that but yeah for anything con like remotely controversial you just i don't know i i, I think youtube censors it even if you're like subscribed to the channels, you don't get like alerts for it. You have to like seek it out. They're they're definitely fucking stifling it. So it wouldn't surprise me if they were fucking beating down these stocks to try to um to try to take them out before they can really really get taken off. But yeah, oof, if you bought Rumble stock last year, not looking too good. So what you're saying not is as bad this as we work. Not so. What you're saying is, uh, now it's a good time to buy the dip. Maybe yeah, buy the fucking dip. I mean, it could always go to zero, but it's uh, bouncing off these. Yeah, put in a double bottom here at about uh, four fifty a share. Yeah, we work, dude. Jesus. So this, I've just been kind of waiting for this to happen. Uh, we work is under a dollar a share now. They're at about 83 cents. They gapped down uh, today or last week they gapped down, I guess, when they probably filed for bankruptcy. But their initial public offering, like it was valued at like $400 a share when they went public in December of 2020. It got as high as five, no, $600 a share. Is this fucking for real? Yeah. It topped out at $601 a share. So that's when the smart money cashed out and everybody else got left holding the bag as it went from $600 a share in uh, in October of 2021 to $0 a share <laughs> two years later. And they've, they've filed for bankruptcy. They're closing. Um, they're just dumping, what was it? Uh, a, how many leases? 40. 40 commercial um, leases, office spaces in New York. That's New York City alone. They're operating in other cities too, right? Well, not anymore. <laughs> right. In theory, they were. Um, yeah, this is just... They're, they're speculating that this is going to be the straw that breaks the commercial real estate's back, essentially, is the the tweet that you got from zero hedge there uh the commercial real estate we know since 2020 has been sort of teetering on the brink of disaster because more and more people want to work from home now that they know that it's possible like the entire world won't end if you don't show up into these offices and nobody wants to do it anymore i can't blame them it it's very unnecessary for a lot of these companies to have this kind of office space and I don't know what they're going to do with these built, convert them into condos or something. The company raised $13.8 billion and was projected to have liabilities ranging from 10 to $50 billion. Yeah, at one point, I think it was valued around $50 billion, $47 billion or something like that was the valuation on it. Um, now it's worth zero. And it, it was just kind of an insane peak mania value weight. Like all they did was just rent out office space. 
Like that was it, right? It's like we're just gonna rent a temporary office space for you. Who I, I the valuation always seemed insane to me. Is is this gonna be is this gonna be like the first domino that falls that then ends up taking down um the uh what's the like vacation booking thing um airbnb yeah airbnb like because there's been a lot of talk about that too like airbnb has been in some of these like financial trouble news articles for a few months now i I know we i think we've hinted at it a couple times and haven't gone like super in depth with it but like a lot of these a lot of these places that are a lot of these people that bought up like properties just to rent them out on airbnb are now losing business uh like increasingly losing more and more business and with that happening airbnb itself is also really getting punched in the mouth over and over again by the decline in the business on that on that side of stuff like yeah yeah so the the real estate market is sort of getting hit from from all sides like the this is the the commercial real estate market the housing market like single family homes a lot of that was being seemingly propped up by these airbnb rentals and like what people were doing they were buying they were borrowing a lot of money when the money was cheap overpaying for properties renting them out Um, and there was like a big a bit of a travel boom uh after covid you know people were cooped up before inflation started running amok people were going on vacations and renting these airbnbs and everything was was going well now people are getting a little squeezed airbnbs i mean they're no longer really good deals either like i travel a lot and so i'm always looking for rentals and things like that these airbnbs like it's fucking crazy dude the taxes and the fees ends up being more than the the nightly rate in a lot of places so it's like if you're not if you're just by yourself or something getting like a hotel room is probably going to be the same price if not cheaper than an airbnb now um if you have like a big group it might make sense you know like eight people like your whole family or something you can put them in a house okay yeah that that could be a better experience but a lot more people are not going to be taking these types of vacations they're not going to be dumping thousands of dollars on airbnbs and so the people that were depending on those cash flows to pay the mortgages on their second their third their fourth fucking properties because they're over leveraged uh, up to their eyeballs now they're looking to sell and it's going to the, the second it's like a sort of like a domino effect with, with the fire sales like they they sell and then the, you know the the comparables around the neighborhood are based off of what you know three or four houses in that area that sold recently so if they take you know if they take a bit of a haircut on on that one property just to get out of it because they can't afford the mortgage anymore because they can't rent it out on airbnb that could start like a downward spiral of of prices well and some of what you're seeing in that the the airbnb stuff is uh post covid as the world has kind of returned back to normal you you see all these like airbnb horror stories of people with these like insane contracts where they think they're paying 130 dollars a night but then with all the like extra stuff that gets tagged on they end up paying 600 dollars for a night and then the hotel industry currently is on a massive upswing. MGM, uh, Marriott, uh, Hilton, all of the like the big name hotel players are all starting to see big upturns in their stock prices and in their in their revenues and everything. Like the the industry is starting, and you know, in COVID, everybody was scared to stay in a public place in a in a hotel, so they were getting all these Airbnbs and stuff, so they could have the privacy and the security of not having to worry about being around sick people and blah 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 and all that stuff. Well, people don't give a shit about that anymore. So, so they're going where the the best value is, which is as it turns out the hotels and and now you're seeing the the entire market flip back to the way it was post or right. pre-covid. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is that I I do this all the time uh, whenever I can is you, you and you figure out a way to contact the Airbnb owner and you just work out a cash deal off the platform because dude 
it used to be a good deal before all these taxes and fees and shit that they tacked on. And no doubt the hotel industry you're just talking about had a lot of lobbying to to do with that in Washington, D.C. to make sure that these were regulated and that they were going to have to charge all these extra fucking things. But Airbnb also had to eventually tack that on if they want to be a profitable company. And and so now it's like the even the owners of the Airbnb they're like fuck this dude I got to pay taxes on this and Airbnb is taking like a huge portion of what I'm making why don't I just work out a cash deal I don't have to pay any taxes on it Airbnb doesn't take the whatever they take I, I I don't even know what the percentages are but I think it's pretty high one guy told me he's like he's like dude they're gonna take like forty percent and I was like all right well dude whatever it is like I'll just pay you cash for like whatever your nightly rate is and it would yeah it's I end up saving like a thousand dollars for a 10-day period he ends up um making a little bit more money and not having to report any of it to the government so win-win uh win-win lose like Airbnb loses but everybody else fucking wins Gotta love you some good gray market shit. That's uh did I tell you that's how I had the the windows and the door installed on this house that was or in this uh garage. It was the guy, the guy told me he did uh he would do it for two hundred dollars per hole plus another hundred for the aluminum uh aluminum flashing and stuff that would go on the outside to cover it and make it look nice and everything. Uh so it was supposed to be like seven hundred dollars to have everything installed. And the day of he was like, hey, uh you paying cash or or check or card or what? I was like, I'm just gonna write you a check. He said, if you go give me cash, I'll do it for four hundred. He said, otherwise, I've got to report all of this and taxes is gonna take that three hundred anyway. He said, just is a just go get cash and we'll we'll call it square. I was like, hell yeah, hell yeah, that'll work hell for yeah, me, yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you write checks. You're such a fucking old man, dude. Hillbilly checks. Yeah, I haven't written a check in decades. But I would, yeah, I mean, it, it's nice to get the the credit card points if you can. But yeah, if you're going to get a cash deal that saves you a bunch of money. Fuck yeah, dude, I'll pay cash. I'll pay cash. And yeah, I mean, they, I hate to say it, they brought it on themselves. And the other thing is about these Airbnb rental properties where it's like, it's just a bad experience when it's the person it's not like a person who it's like their condo or whatever and they're renting it out because they want to make a little money while they're out of town or or whatever it's like when these people buy up like two three properties and they're trying to just make their entire living off of airbnbs and they they farm out the management to some management company it's like then you don't have any fucking service you don't have any like if something goes wrong or something like they don't really give a shit and it's just yeah, it's like a miserable. They want you to clean, even though they're charging a cleaning fee, like shit like that. You know, it just became like a bad experience for a lot of people. Yeah, you see some of these um, stories that have come out over the last two or three months about like different owners of all of these Airbnbs having to having to shutter properties and sell properties for a major loss and stuff like that, and and. And what are generally like the socialist types, the anti-capitalist types are like, oh, yeah, stick it to the man, fuck them. And then when you see what these people have been doing, it's like, yeah, they kind of earned that one. Like, I, and normally I'm not a big uh, advocate for people having to like losing property and stuff because of because of whatever. But when you see the way they had been doing it, it's like, yeah, they they totally deserved every bit of the shit that's coming back right. on them yeah and it was you know it was a nice idea like they were just kind of gaming the system that the federal reserve was putting in place like when you could get a mortgage for three percent or something it's like yeah fuck why why don't i just borrow a, a bajillion dollars and buy up all these properties and rent them out and use the cash flow to cover the mortgage and that works until it doesn't until rates go up and uh you're teetering on the brink of a recession if we're probably already in one if they're being honest about the numbers and yeah the like inflation runs out of control people are going to stop traveling as much and yeah you, you're going to get your comeuppance well and it was inevitable that the government was eventually going to start imposing taxes on airbnb and on the owners of these properties for renting them out because they've got a they've got two wars to support plus they're sending 11 billion dollars to Afghanistan since we like we pull out we leave the Taliban with all kinds of weapons it wasn't enough the 85 billion worth of um 
equipment, <laughs> military equipment wasn't enough. I got to get it right. almost to a hundred billion. I got to get a nice round number up there. 11 billion in foreign aid since the, since the country's collapse in August of 2021. I, I, I like how they, they say since the country's collapse as if like it was really, it was really this like thriving thing before the U S pulled out. But right. Dude, this is like watching a fucking addict just keep taking heroin or something. It's ridiculous. Like stop sending money to other countries. Stop it. And they just can't do it. Oh, we're putting together a $16 billion pack for this, $100 billion for that, $15 billion for that, $11 billion for that. Like, dude, just fucking stop. And they can't do it. It's unbelievable. They, there's no accountability for the money. Nobody knows where it's really going. We don't get any benefit from this. We can't afford it. The national debt is skyrocketing. Americans are fucking tapped out. And they just keep putting together these packages of foreign aid. What is going to stop that? Like there's another, <laughs> I didn't uh, pull this article. I feel like we talked about it a million times, but guess what's coming up? Another government shutdown. Yeah. It's been about 45 days. So we get to do this all over again. <laughs> it's just like watching these fucking drug addicts relapse over and over and over again. That's next week, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's so fucking ridiculous. Like somebody needs to just tie them down. Like you can't do this anymore. Like shake them like a fucking etch a sketch till it's all clear. What are we doing with this eleven? What's this for? So the every ten to fourteen days since the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the U.S. government sends about eighty million dollars over there to. Um, it's placed in designated UN accounts by a private bank, and it's being carefully monitored, audited, inspected, and vetted to make sure that they're not doing anything. Uh, bad with it, but like it's sounds like it sounds a lot like a, a laundering scheme to me. Like, why would you just be sending eighty million dollars every, every every week and a half to two days. weeks? Yeah, looks a little fishy to me. Looks and it's going a little fishy, and it's and it's going in like UN controlled accounts. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's being carefully monitored, right? Yeah, they're probably fucking having these extravagant parties and dinners and shit on on your dime. While you can't afford a bag of groceries anymore, rest assured, eighty million is going to Afghanistan every ten to fourteen days. Even at like we we pulled out, but we're still gonna send them money. Might as well just stay there. How much was it costing us to stay there? Every 10 to 14 days. I, <laughs> Jesus I have Christ. No idea. I mean, it's, it's. Have you seen, I think, in January or February, it was originally projected that the US government was going to run somewhere in the neighborhood of a 918,000, or eight, sorry, not thousand, uh, $918 billion deficit for the year. And then and then we ran 600 billion up in a month and a half. So like what what are, what are we actually what's our actual deficit going to come out to at the end of the year? Is it like are we going to break 2 trillion for the year? I wouldn't be surprised if we did. Um like if there's like another natural disaster or something that strikes or something pops off in the in the mid east, it could get that high. The the big problem is half of that debt, half of that natural, uh, that national debt, is it's all short term stuff. So, you know, the the U.S. government took on like the mother of all adjustable rate mortgages, and because they have this, because these pussy politicians have these really uh, short time horizons, right? They only care about getting to the next election getting through the next, you know, uh, whatever the next GDP number coming out, something like that. So instead of locking in, you know, 30 year debt at 1.8% or something like that, when 
the Fed was targeting practically 0% interest rates. They're like, oh, well, why would I pay 1.8% when I can get it for like 0.17% or 0.25? Like that was the Fed, the, the short-term debt. So they did that. And in the short term, it looks great. It keeps your deficits down. You can talk about, oh, look, you know, we're we're not spending all this money. Our deficits have come down from one and a half trillion to whatever the, you know, whatever the number was. But rates go up and now all that debt's coming due and they got to roll it over at the current rates. So half of that, half of the 33, almost 34 trillion now is going to come due in the next three years. And they got to roll it over at whatever the fucking rate is now. We are so, so have fun with that. 5%. <laughs> like it's going to go parabolic unless they, they pull some weird shit. Like they're going to have to pull some weird shit. I think they're going to have to do like special issue treasuries that only the federal reserve buys at 1% or something, or they might even like, they might even like kind of default on, on like the debt that's coming due. Like if you're, if your treasury bond was coming due like next year, they'd be like, yeah, I know this was like a, a one year uh, treasury bill or something, but we're going to make it a 30 year at, at the 1%. We'll keep making the interest payment, but you're not going to get your principal back for another 30 years or something. They're going to pull some weird shit. I got a feeling. Cause I don't know. I don't see any other way out of it for them to keep this game going at well, these current rates. That's that's the secret of the game is whenever they want, they can just change the rules and and, and do it. Do whatever yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to like? Playing? You could try to sell the. Yeah, you bought like a five year. They're going to be like, yeah, now now it's a 10 year. We'll keep making the interest payments. But it's like, yeah, you're 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 earning like two percent when rates are at six percent or something. That thing's fucking worthless. And now you got to hold it for another five years or 10 years or 20 or whatever they say. You could try to sell it, get like 30 cents on the dollar, or you can keep getting the minuscule interest payments that are being made um, less and less valuable with each passing day of inflation. Uh, yeah, they're uh, it's just like the level of incompetence is staggering. It's just st staggering. Like you, I don't know, whatever. It's just keep just keep sending billions to Afghanistan and whatever. Just do it. I don't, well, I don't know what else to say. It's just like it's so ridiculous now. They're completely out of control. And nothing's going to stop them. Like we just had uh, almost a government shutdown over this exact shit, right? Sending foreign aid to places that we don't want to send it to anymore. And they just keep doing it. Well, and and while they can keep doing it and they keep sending more and more money overseas, uh, Bidenomics is really paying off massively for the average U.S. taxpayer as retail job cuts were the highest since October of 2020 this year. Uh uh, the the jobs report that came out we talked a little bit about it on friday but like holy shit it's um how can you look at this there was i saw i saw an article that it said even people within the biden administration are now viewing bidenomics as a like a dirty word like it's it has become so sour and has gotten such negative a negative impression amongst the general population that even even the Biden administration itself is trying to get away from it. They can't because Joe Biden keeps saying it and he won't stop fucking saying it. <laughs> it's it's so it's there's something delicious about it. Like he took the worst one of the worst economies we've had in decades and he branded it with his name as a as supposedly a good thing. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, dude, you cannot be more out of touch. You cannot be more out of touch. Everybody's feeling this. So uh, 72,182 jobs were cut from retailers uh, amid the holiday shopping season, a 258% increase from 2022. And this is like, you know, we're gearing up for uh, Black Friday thing and Christmas. Like, shouldn't they be adding retail jobs right about now? It's, it's about to get time. busy, allegedly, right. because the economy is so good and we got the holidays coming up. You'd think they'd be adding jobs. 
this is the time of year when retail generally is is ramping up, getting ready for Black Friday, getting ready for the holiday shopping season. You've got all these new displays going in. They're changing stores around. Like there's, I, I know they do some of that. Some of that starts like mid October in the run up to Halloween, so that as soon as as soon as you hit November first, you've just completely like switched. You've gone from Halloween season into Christmas season. Um, but like this, these are the jobs that were cut through October. So that means they weren't even doing that ramp up in in the run up to November 1st. Like they were already starting to cut jobs. Uh, that's like that's that's bad. That's really bad. Well, and you think you need like at least a, a couple of weeks to train these people on how to do these jobs. Right. When you're hiring them. I don't know, think. Yeah. but so there's, science, but. yeah, this was a uh, retail ranks second behind technology. So 158,000 tech jobs were, yeah, were cut. Uh, healthcare, 54,000 warehouse, 47,000 financial services, 47,000. Amazon is planning to hire 250,000 seasonal employees this year. Target 100,000 UPS, 100,000. Macy's 38,000. Bath and Body Works is still hiring people, huh? Bath and Body Works. Oh, I guess, yeah, I was thinking uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Whatever distinction same, without it. I guess thing, Bath and name. Body Works is just lotions and shit. They have some uh they have some good smelling candles. Me and my daughter like to we go we like to go to Yankee Yankee Candle and Bath and Body Works and smell all the candles. We're weird yeah, like this. Yeah, really overpriced candles. They don't buy any. We just smell them. Um, yeah, this just, I don't know. Doesn't doesn't feel like a great economy. Uh, retail hiring has been slowing in recent months. According to talent acquisition technology firm, ICIMS, retail hiring and job openings in September dipped 12% and 25% respectively. Job applications jumped 46% from last year. So the openings are down. The applications are up. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't seem like um, the environment that I'd like to brand with my name. It, it, it's just, it's so goddamn cartoonish, dude. Everything. Everything they do is just, it's its almost like a hilarious joke being played on us. Oh, this is Bidenomics. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, and 4.9% GDP. Nobody's fucking believing that. Nobody believes those job numbers that, that came out. That they are just going to be, everything's going to be revised down. Always has been. Always will be. They're, they're so dishonest about everything. They're blowing hundreds of billions of dollars on things that nobody no americans want them to do i mean like what ah oh, god it's it's so frustrating to watch them do this and there's just there's never going to be any repercussions for it yeah it, that, i mean that's the thing is they can keep they can keep adjusting these numbers they can keep fudging them they can keep saying that it's one thing while clearly the everything about what's going on in the real economy shows that it's something completely different and the average dumbass will never take an opportunity to to look into any of it. They're just going to think, oh, yeah, they say it's good. So obviously it's good, right? Like, never mind. <laughs> never mind that I don't have any savings. Never mind that my taxes and everything have gone up and my uh, take home has gone down, that I now have to pay way more for gas, groceries, utilities, like literally every fucking thing imaginable. It's Binomics, baby, we're winning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, the what's interesting is a lot of these markets too seem to be, we, we've like talked about this in other episodes, but they like everything seems to be priced for perfection. Like nothing is going to go wrong when there's just like five or six major things that could go wrong and everything is priced as if, oh, that's nothing to worry about. Middle East, nothing to worry about over there. Uh, U.S. economy, nothing to worry about over there. Uh, you know, uh, pick a sector, real estate, nothing to worry about. Everything's just priced as if 
everything's going to be fine. And when you have this many bubbles, well, when you have like a gigantic bubble, I should say, floating around with this many different pins that can prick it, you should rest assured that one of these fucking pins is going to hit that bubble. I don't know which one it's going to be, but man, everything just seems to be part. Like, I was just reading an article actually that, you know, Warren Buffett has like, the most amount he's transferred the most amount into cash than like ever before something like that. exactly what the number would be. like he's just like i'm fucking out of these markets everything's just way too overpriced and that's kind of you always see that like warren buffett has this model where you know he doesn't buy when things get too expensive on his whatever his algorithm is for evaluating um the price of the stock market if things get too rich, he sells. And he's usually like a little bit early. You know, he's a little bit, you know, he sells before the top. And everyone's like, what's Warren Buffett doing? Has the Oracle of Omaha lost his Midas touch or whatever? And then sure enough, the market gets cut in half and he buys up everything on the cheap again. So I take that for what it's worth. But Warren Buffett is uh, liquidating like almost all of his portfolio. And he's he's moving into cash because he's he doesn't like these these valuations either. And he seems to think that something something's gonna pop off. Jamie Dimon sold a bunch of his fucking um uh JP Morgan Chase stock, you know, like hundreds of millions of dollars. It's not like he, I don't think he needs that money. I don't think he needs to sell it, but I think he might know that these banks are tinkering on the brink of disaster too. There's a lot of a lot of pins for these these bubbles to avoid, and I just I don't think they're going to make it through this one. I really don't. Anyway. When the uh, when the people who have spent their careers making billions of dollars trading stuff and and paying attention to how these markets work start dumping out, might yeah, when be you, a, when the, the J.P. Morgan Chase guys. Ashing out of JP Morgan Chase <laughs> might be telling you something. Um, but yeah, people just don't seem to be taking these things seriously. And I know there is this bias to sort of underprice disaster happening. It's like everyone thinks it's like, oh, that could never happen. Or they they just don't um, evaluate the risk properly, like the odds of it happening. And there's a lot of, I, I've been doing a lot of, tinkering around in the options market because i just don't think these things are priced properly <laughs> i think i think oil at 80 dollars a barrel right now is insane uh, it's insane to me natural gas is uh, like three dollars or something going into the winter i don't know but yeah everything just seems to be priced for perfection the professionals the smart money seems to be slowly but surely cashing out of this thing Dumb money is seems to be all in still. So, oh yeah, it's, I don't know. Take it's good. It's only going to get better, right? It's Bidenomics, yeah. baby. Bidenomics. Yeah, just. I mean, again, think of the last time there was an economic collapse. What were they doing right before? Even while it was collapsing, they were telling you that everything was fine, everything was great. Don't believe what you see in front of you. Listen to us. They're going to say everything's great up until it's just undeniably tragic so i wouldn't listen to these people have no credibility to begin with so i wouldn't wouldn't be listening to the janet yellens and the joe bidens of the world i would i would look at what they're doing um, look at what the the smart money's doing the nancy pelosi stock tracker it's a good follow there's a lot of people putting putting puts on the, the s p 500 and stuff like that so yeah all right well is that did we get through everything today? Because I know you got to run. Yeah, it was a pretty light day. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have some entertainment. I know there's some, I know there's some stuff with uh, with Trump's case that's been kind of entertaining. Not really anything major, but some kind of silliness that we can talk about with his, uh, with the judge that's overseeing that case. On we can talk about that on Friday. It's kind of not like I said. It's not really like news so much as it's just stupid and kind of highlights yeah. how insane he, this whole thing yeah, is yeah he took the stand like yesterday or something i think so yeah I've, i'll have to look into that a little bit more but i know there's been some there has been some insanity 
surrounding the whole the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we get a little uh, some good Friday entertainment. It seems to be working out. By Friday, the the rest of the week, they usually give us some uh, some clownish shit to fucking make fun of on Fridays. Keep keep it light and um, and fun going into the weekend. So. Yeah, we'll be live on Friday. Are we at doing 2.30? Yes, Friday we can go at 2.30. All right. We'll both be on 2.30 time. Okay. Yeah, the lighting here before 2.30 is a little weird. I'm like all shadowy. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so stay tuned for that. I'll link to uh, all the important stuff in the description. You got anything you need to plug? Not right now. Cool. All right. Well, uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, you know what to do. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.